0: It's tricky.
1: Hello there, and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 306 for patch 6.2. We are a podcast covering the world of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. And now...
0: This is Root. And this is Speckleface. Coming up in episode number 306 of HearthCast, we hear from a listener about impactful character crossovers, we look at a forum post that demonstrates how not to complain about your problems, one author predicts that serious WoW players won't be able to enjoy the movie, and the top dumb things are tunes do when they're mind-controlled. I have not come this far to be stopped! The future I have planned will not be jeopardized. Now you will taste true power.
1: True power, Freck. <laughs> you will taste it.
0: I'm not sure what that tastes like.
1: It's uh, vanilla skittles.
0: Doesn't <laughs> Van- really have a taste.
1: Vanilla skittles? Oh, <laughs> that might that be
0: knows. a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Root, uh, what did you do this week in the Blizzard universe?
1: Well, you know, I've been up to my daily routine in the garrisons. That's going well. I'm enjoying that.
0: Okay. And
1: I'm kind of contemplating maybe trying to find another raid team.
0: Oh, what's wrong with your raid team?
1: Well, I'm not on one right now.
0: Oh, so, so you need one.
1: Yeah, I've been pugging. Like one night oh, a week, I'll get on right. there and I'll pug just the boss that I want to get. And I'm not really seeing the drops that I want to see in there. And I don't know if it's because you're pugging or, or what. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. The problem is I don't know if I can find a group that you know just raids once a week because that's pretty much what I have time for right now. So I I just I miss the camaraderie of a rig group, right? So I'm kind of yeah. looking for that. I had some fantastic days flipping on the auction house this week. It just I found a new niche. Oh, what's that? I can't tell you.
0: <laughs> well, that's so fun. Well, I want to go in your market.
1: No, that's why I can't and tell buy you. Stuff no, it's and very it. it's very limited. It's a it's a it's a niche niche. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much of a niche it is. That niche Uh is niched, Uh and it's proven to be right uh, right now quite profitable, because the 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 difference in the buy low is hundreds of gold. Oh wow! Or the buy sell, I should say, rather not buy low. Right, right. And it's it's good.
0: So for now, you're just making bank. For now, easy money. Very easy. Free money.
1: Free money. Because yeah, I'm I'm buying what's on the auction house and listing it at a higher price, hence a flip. And uh yeah, I'm I'm digging it. All right. And this one, man, I don't think it's gonna last forever. We'll have to see. We'll have to watch that one. Maybe I'll tell you what it is off air, but I'm not gonna tell you what it is, you know.
0: All right, fair enough. I promise that we'll do nothing dastardly with it. <laughs> I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> well here's the thing, Sam, you know, on, on the rating topic, I still get my invites for my open raid raid team that I left. Oh really? And so I look at it and I go, oh, should I join them again? Because they we were kind of just, they were struggling, which is yeah, why I left. Yeah. And it wasn't just struggling on the content. That would have been okay. They were struggling to get a group together. I'm like, eh, you know, at least I want to try to wipe. I, you know, if I'm wiping on a boss and we're making progress, I'm okay with it. But if we're just waiting around to put a group together, I can do that, what I'm doing now. But I don't know. I'll have to see what happens this week because I'll try it. We'll see what we get to. What about you? How has your week been, a Freckle Phase, in the a Blizzard universe?
0: Well, in Diablo, I finished all the season um, objectives that I need that I can do in a group. And now the only thing that's left is what I have to do by myself. Okay. And I did the uh, Greater Rift 20 by myself. Ooh. So I'm like, that's cool. I have uh, my gear set. I have the six pieces. I'm I'm supposed to go into a set dungeon, but I can't figure out how to do that part. So that's that's next on the list. Look
1: at you! Yeah, proud of you.
0: Well, thank you. But you know what? It seems like people who are playing Diablo love to run other people. I'll be in a group and I'll get offers to get run through stuff. I'm like, I'm, I'm already, I'm already being run. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm I'm currently being uh, power leveled. Thank you. I'm being (laughs) power leveled, and they're like,
0: yeah, but I can run you through something higher. I'm like. Uh. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to weigh my options. So the other night, not not to hijack, but I'm going to hijack a little. Okay. The other night I was talking to a mutual friend of ours who I believe is on your little Diablo team. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned that, you know, how funny the tables had turned and everything is how you power leveled your husband and everything else. Right, right. And uh, he invited me to play. I said, well, I, I've, got a, I've got a tune. He goes, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's it's whatever. Was it level 70 is the cap, right? 50, 70? 70, 70 he's like, oh, well, what Paragon level? I'm like, well, I'm Paragon 73. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're like up in the 500s or something. I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow, okay. I felt so childish. I was like, oh, No,
0: they're in the 200s. It's, well, whatever. Still, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot.
1: And so his answer was, well, we'll power level you. He's
0: <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, people play dabble and just love to power level other people. I don't know. And then I asked. Also... Maybe it's just really satisfying to see their progress bar even for somebody else. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's what yeah. it is.
1: Yeah. Seeing someone else's joy in there is kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. yeah. So, Frank, the other day I was in front of my computer and I, I smelled something.
0: You smelled something or you spelled something? Smelled.
1: As in an odor.
0: Oh, what did you smell?
1: It smelled like jealousy coming from you.
0: Hmm. Something to do with, I
1: think, archaeology. <sighs> That was a ago, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, So uh yeah, you got those uh Calderai wind chimes. Yeah, yeah, those that are cool. Toy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had to get back into archaeology too.
1: <laughs> so I was right, my nose did not deceive no,
0: me. No, it did not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my nose always knows.
0: <laughs> right. So I jumped back in there, uh over to some archaeology. I've done some uh Love Is in the Air dailies. And I actually did a few garrison missions. <gasps> I know I would banned myself from it, but here's the thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you saw something you liked in the...
0: Uh, No, it wasn't that. It was like, okay, I'm going to try just not doing any Garrison stuff.
1: Right, I remember that. And then I
0: pretty much promptly stopped playing. <laughs> <So> I'm like, <laughs> all right, maybe there is a balance between not doing it all and having to do it every single day. Because it does get old every single day, but... It does. I guess cutting it out isn't the solution. At least not for me. I don't know. That's
1: why I call them chores.
0: Right. And some days just don't feel like chores.
1: I've got a uh, reminder on my phone that pops up at 6 a.m. That says, did you do your
0: garrison chores? I would throw my phone if it did that. (laughs) 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 So, Marut, you also have to uh, thank your son for me. Okay. As well. Why is uh, One more game was played, and he is level 10. Oh. So I'm now two out of four for my referrals. Congrats. So I just got to figure out if i want to smurf it up or not.
1: Smurf it up. Yeah. Smurf Smurfette, wouldn't it be?
0: Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, but if anyone out there is uh, thinking about getting into hots and uh, you're level five or lower, let me know. I'll send you my referral link. That's about it for my week.
1: Awesome. Well, hey, Freck, we have an email.
0: This is from our buddy Halpert, and he says, So I've been a little burnt out on WoW and Hearthstone, and started playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm over the past six months or so. I've really enjoyed playing the overpowered Lei Ming, which is based in The Wizard in Diablo 3. I liked her so much I decided to install Diablo again and see how she is there. Now Diablo is free since I signed up for the annual pass in World of Warcraft, Back then, I had rolled a barbarian and beat the game once, and wasn't really impressed at the game at all. My barbarians seemed to be made of paper, and I had to slog slowly through packs of mobs and be very careful about what groups I aggroed. Fast forward to today, I load up Diablo, and wow, it's like a different game. Loot drops like crazy, the game is fast and super fun, and the wizard is so much fun, both in Heroes of Storm and in Diablo. Another neat thing that happened while I was playing through was seeing boss fights and recognizing moves that are in Heroes of the Storm. Leoric's skeletal swing is an ultimate move in Heroes and was instantly recognizable in Diablo. What does the butcher say? Fresh meat! It was a blast seeing the Diablo characters in Heroes. Or the Heroes characters in Diablo. Either way, it was really fun. So I wanted to ask you guys this question. What's a crossover in the Blizzard universe that has impacted you? Personally, mine is in the Heroes of the Storm, if Tyrande and Illidan are the same team. Tyrande will say, setting you free was my biggest mistake. And Illidan will say, and loving you was mine. Ah, the feels. Love the podcast. Halpert.
1: Well, Halpert, thank you so much for that email. That is a, a great story, going back and playing a game, rediscovering a game. I love that. Love doing that. Um, it's always fun. And great question about what crossover in Blizzard universe has really impacted us. For me, I think it's seeing the mounts and WoW from other games like the Hearthstone. You see the Hearthstone running around. You know that a person's at least played a couple games of Hearthstone. It may not be the best player, but you know that you know what they've done. And it's kind of cool to ride up to somebody with you know on the same mount. You kind of have that little hey, you got that mount? I got this mount. Hey, what did you play Hearthstone? And so it's it's an icebreaker for me. So I like seeing that kind of, same with pets. When you see pets on someone's got from from like Diablo or another game, it's like, hey, I got that pet. And you pull that pet out.
0: You know what's funny is the other day I was playing uh, Here's the Storm. And I was uh, playing on the Maltheal's Charger mount, which I had just gotten because I just reached 70 in Diablo. And a pug in our group asked where I got the mount. Oh, cool. And his name was Maltheal. (laughs) <laughs> he's such a Diablo fan he named his battle tag after Malthiel.
1: is he not level 70 in Diablo? I guess not <laughs> okay so do you have to be a certain level in Hots as well or
0: uh, I don't think so okay. I think you just have to log in and you get it
1: oh uh, about that yeah Maybe I just
0: thought I was it was guy. funny it was like your name is Maltheel you should be telling me about <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you to get them out. Yeah, and you should have this out yeah you
0: should this <laughs> out. what's wrong with you
1: well no that's a cool thing too because like when you see in in Hots, there's the Hearthstone card mount that people... I don't like it, though, but you see it. People kind of fly around it like a flying carpet. I
0: use it, but I only use it on characters that are in Hearthstone.
1: Oh, yeah. selective, are we?
0: Yeah, I am. Yeah, I like that.
1: But to me, it's just a cool thing. It's a nice cross-promotion. It's a nice way to market, and I, I enjoy that aspect of it. What about you?
0: You know, to me, um, a lot of the characters that are featured in both uh, Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm, I might not know that much about them if it weren't for those particular games. To give you an example, um, there's a really cool Hearthstone card um, called Archmage Antonitus, And he's the Mage Legendary card. And every time you cast a spell, he gets a free fireball in his hand.
1: Nice. So
0: he's ridiculous. And he also has this like really intense sound effect when he comes onto the board. So because of this, if I'm in Dalaran, I'll notice that there is uh, a little area that says Antoninus' memorial. Oh You know, and I watched past that place, you know, a thousand times before uh, Hearthstone came out, it never registered with me, never bothered to figure out who that was, uh, is actually uh, Jaina's uh, mentor, teacher. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's a significant but minor character in the WoW universe that... I wouldn't know or remember their name if it wasn't for you know, hearing them and seeing them in Hearthstone.
1: Okay, so for you, seeing these characters in other games and crossover positions in other games is driving that character home I kind of put them in your right, mind.
0: Right, right, right. Because there are so many different characters in WoW lore. You so many names to keep track of, places, times. It's tricky. But when you have um, a character that exists in another place... That kind of stays their memory. Then you make the connections, like, oh, well, this person, you know, had this relationship. It just it sticks with you more,
1: right? It kind of reinforces it, and you're creating these synapses exactly. in your mind, exactly. Yeah, Cross referencing. Yeah. I, mean, I like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm so much more superficial than that. <laughs> I'm like, look at the mountain and the pet.
0: <laughs> no, neither were we superficial. Yours is about making connections with other people. Oh, mine is oh. about making connections to the story, or
1: maybe more visual.
0: True. True I don't know. Yeah, you never know. So that's a very interesting email. We could probably do a whole episode on crossovers and their impact on us. Those are just some things to think about. So thank you for that email, Halpert. Really appreciate uh, you writing in.
1: Reasons I quit. Wow. The uh, 2013 edition.
0: Now, I'm not sure how you found this post.
1: Me either. It was like there... 2013.
0: It's locked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was I was searching for something, obviously, uh-huh. and, and uh, this came up, and I, was, I started reading it, and I was incredibly intrigued by this post. It is on the forums, and uh, this is a person in uh, January of 2013 was listing his reasons that he quit WOW. And we kind of going to give a synopsis of this, but he's got about 10 reasons why he quit. His first reason is bots.
0: So just to give you an example of the, um, the lexicon used in this, the, uh, style of writing, if you will, for this particular post, uh, will read a little bit of how he phrases his complaint. Okay. Okay. Bots, they say, blizzard, bands, and waves. Well, I'm sorry, that's not good enough when I, as a paying customer, have to deal with half or more of the players on my team as bots. It is not even fun when the other team is all bots in PvP. I want to have fun battling others, not bots.
1: His second reason is uh, BOAs.
0: Well, first, he complains about the uh, BOAs being overpowered as being better than any other gear that you could pick up from dungeons or from Quest.
1: As they, as they should, should be?
0: <laughs> and that they are not really cross realm, uh, which they were not at the time. They they are now.
1: His third reason is there's no need, aspect, greed, and pass button. So that when you're in a dungeon, when you it loot drops, he wanted an aspect, need, or pass button.
0: Number four, forced to cross realm zone with other realms because he wants to play on low pop servers when he wants to play on low pop servers and not fight with other people.
1: Yeah, I think his complaint on the, the, the cross-realm issue was that he was forced to be around people that he wasn't interacting with except for a competitive basis for resources, like someone was getting his herbs or mining nodes or something. And then he also suggested that there should be no fees for transferring to a low-pop server from a high-pop server, any high-pop server, to any low-pop server at any time.
0: Number five, forcing dailies on players.
1: So his complaint there was that they said in MOP, you wouldn't have as many dailies and you'd have more of a free choice of what you wanted to do. And then came Timeless
0: (laughs) Isle. All right. Number six, lack of support. Now, he uh, explains this by saying, if you're being harassed or someone is cheating, he's asking, why do you disregard my tickets and tell me to use the automated system when that doesn't work? and that there should be swift action against cheaters since we're paying for every minute that we play.
1: And I I like your your description there, Freck, the lexicon. Yes. Uh, The run-on sentences. And I can imagine if the forum post was anything like whatever system he was trying to use, uh, it might have been just rejected or ignored or told to go use the proper channels because it's difficult to read this guy's post.
0: Number seven, remove the need for any community. Number eight is kind of a repeat of one of the earlier ones: refusal to add things that would make the game better, such as BOA being really BOA, which he already covered. That
1: he also suggests tabard for reps in that one because he says you know gear for every five or so levels, so he's not going to be using level twenty gear at level fifty. Kind of wonder where what he's doing in there. And Blizzard kind of went over why they removed the whole wear your tabard and get your rep in the dungeon thing, because it really didn't make a whole lot of sense. No, no. You know, if I'm wearing a Sunweaver's tabard and I'm in a non, you know, some, some place where the Sunweavers have no beef with anybody.
0: Right, exactly. It takes away the uniqueness of each faction.
1: Yeah, there you go. It's much, yeah. much better said, Frank, Thanks. He says number nine reason is the removal of difficulty. It says free XP is not fun. Mm-hmm.
0: And basically he's complaining that if you went into a dungeon and they didn't struggle, then it was free XP and it wasn't fun.
1: Yeah, if you're pulling all these mobs, you're just killing everything really quick. Eh, Boring.
0: All right, his last point, lack of consequences for actions when someone can call someone a name or curse the other party members out or steal an item with no recourse.
1: He finishes this up with a paragraph that I'm going to read verbatim. And he says... I have played since December 2004. My account only lapsed when I moved one time during BC. This is a great game and I love it, but the lack of action on certain parties is making me hate this game and wanting to quit. And that is what I feel I must do is quit as of now. My account is frozen. and will not be re-upped until a friend pays for it, or I feel Blizzard has made some amends to the problems I have stated.
0: Now, to give you context, this is posted from an inactive account, but it is posted in the customer service forums. So players that don't have an active account, there are only uh, three forum threads they have access to. There's a help for newbies thread. There's one more, and then there's a customer service. Yeah, there's a technical support one. A technical support, okay, and the customer service. And they keep these lines open so that these players can get resolutions for serious problems. But, you know, these type of forum posts for, like, opinions on the game or feedback or whatever, I mean, those are reserved for... The threads that are paid members. Right. So this person posted this whole thing in customer service and then just wrote a note at the top saying, like, hey, can someone just move this over to general for me? That's true. Yeah.
1: Now, the biggest thing is on those three forums that you mentioned, the community managers aren't monitoring those forums. Right. These are techs. These are are not community people. These are techs.
0: Right. And despite that, there's actually a very thorough uh, blue post in response to it that answer a lot of his questions and debunked some things, but basically addressed all of his main points, despite the fact that it was the wrong venue for these type of complaints.
1: Now, we would be amiss if we you know, pointed out all these what we feel were kind of glaring errors and misrepresentations if we didn't come back around and say what somebody should do. Like, what are the right steps to take for proper resolution? First and foremost, and probably one of the harder ones, is to remain calm. Things happen to everybody, and of course, this is just a game.
0: Make sure the problem you have is a legitimate issue. Everyone's feelings get hurt sometimes, but that's not a problem with the game.
1: Number three, and as we mentioned, use proper channels. Support tickets versus forums.
0: Right, versus, you know, an automated submission form. You know, there is a very easy way to report somebody for cheating or for having a bad name.
1: Yeah, Um, just right-click on them. Yeah,
0: right-click it. And guess what? All that information is localized. It goes to the correct place immediately. If you were to try to report somebody for the same thing by putting in a ticket, now you're just clogging up the queue by making unnecessary steps.
1: Right, and it could be something that not enough information was in. That. There's so many other things that can happen that are, if you just right click and use the built in tool, so much more information is given to Blizzard. Number four, proper English or whatever your native language is. Spell check and Grammarly, which is grammar.ly, kind of like Bitly, but Grammarly. It's a Chrome plugin. Highly recommend it. They're your friends. It's going to check your grammar. It's going to check your spelling, you know, spell check stuff, grammar check stuff, punctuation, capitalization. It just makes things easier to read.
0: You know, even if you don't use any of those tools, just take a second to read back something that you just wrote out. It's always a good idea anytime you're sending something in writing. Because a lot of what he says would kind of make sense if somebody was talking to you and they took breaths and pauses and whatnot. And instead, they're just kind of putting down their stream of consciousness on paper and not really stopping to see, okay, how is that going to read back to somebody?
1: One of the tips that I give uh, folks for email when they're emailing things and they're trying to get their thoughts into email to an email they're going to send to somebody is to not put anybody in the to field first. Don't address the email. Write out your email. And once you're happy with it and you've read it back to yourself and it's grammatically correct and spelling, punctuation, and it's all good, then put the person in the to address and hit send.
0: Yeah, it's a good idea. So you don't actually send a uh, half-baked email.
1: There you go. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's all good and right before you Especially if you're trying to make an argumentative point. That's true. Cuz if you send off like you said a half baked one at that point, you're toast, you're done.
0: No what if you're applying to somebody?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Just the open up notepad. There you can yeah. write it out in
1: notepad, then yeah.
0: Number 5, be precise. The more relevant information you can provide, the better.
1: Now, I have personal experience with this. I had an item, that item is called Pedal's Gentle Grasp. It's a current item in this expansion that allows for faster herb gathering in your garrisons. I think anywhere, but as I'm not an herbalist, I don't use them anywhere. But if they're in my bag, I I can gather my herbs in my garrison faster. Since you don't have to delete them and they were in my bag, and since it was a lower item level, I got rid of them. Forgot what I had them for. And my first ticket was, I had these things that made me do, that I could herb faster and now I don't have them, uh, I want them back. And the answer was, you can't restore that item. And I went, Oh, later I came back and I presented them with a screenshot of a character from the armory that actually had them still in there. It was like an older cached version of it. I was like, wait, it's cached. Don't refresh. And I said, this is the item that I had. This Gore Petals, gentle grasp. I used to have them. I accidentally deleted them because I forgot what they were for. And I would really like them back. And they went, oh, yeah, we used to have that. Here, it's back. No problems. Number six is stick to the facts. Opinions can be argued. If you didn't like the way somebody did something, that's a personal issue. I've seen you know people complain about tanks, that this tank pulled the whole group and it wiped us and it caused me to you know lose all my time and I had to go do repairs and I want this. That's part of the game. Or I feel that this should be this. That's an opinion. But if something you know, hey, we killed this boss and it didn't drop any loot, That's that could be argued as a fact. If you have screenshots and they can pull up your battle uh, data, then that's a fact. That's not an opinion.
0: But even if his issue is the game isn't fun, which is an opinion, or I think they should do this to the game, which is an opinion, it's still better to solidify that with putting in as much facts as you can. Like, it's one thing to say, I don't like Warlords. And it's another thing to say, well, I didn't like Warlords as much as Mister Pandaria because I feel like there was less daily content. It's still your opinion, but you're still pointing out the facts of it.
1: You've provided some uh, supporting points to your opinion.
0: So when you're looking at somebody providing feedback to Blizzard on development... It's going to be your opinion, but it's very important to communicate that in a way that's factual.
1: So what I'm hearing here is it's okay to have an opinion, but it's also important to let people know why you have that opinion.
0: If you want anything changed, yeah,
1: got it. Yeah, evidence is important. Frank, screenshots. Screenshots are hard to fake, and wow, they're not impossible to fake, and wow, but they're they're hard. And so, screenshotting something goes a long way.
0: It's always helpful to use a positive tone. People tend to clam up or be defensive when they feel that they're being attacked. And when they are feeling defensive, they are much less likely to want to help you.
1: Mm, Good point.
0: They just want to shut you up. And that's true in every situation. You approach somebody with insults and accusations, even if they're doing something wrong, their first instinct is to be, I don't like this person. He's yeah. talking to me right now. Shields up. Exactly.
1: Might add on to that point, there, Freck. That uh, passive aggressiveness does not count as being positive.
0: That's very true. I
1: that, I tend to do that. <laughs> if I'm mad, I get very passive aggressive in an email. Ooh, I can send a very. bad... Pa- I mean, you've seen some of them. Oh uh, yeah. I'm very passive aggressive mm. in my email. <laughs>
0: And one thing I think this guy needs to learn is that customer service is not Batman. Not Batman? Not Batman. It, I get the sense that they have in their mind that they report somebody for cheating. And they were complaining about some um, flying exploit um, that went around. I'm not sure what they're referring to. Um, they see someone doing an exploit or somebody's um, harassing them or they probably just hurt their feelings. They're expecting customer service to immediately shut that down. And the truth is they're just not able to, but that doesn't mean they're not working on it. Just because you don't see the person who you think is the bad guy being punished doesn't mean they're not working on a system to eliminate people in the game who are cheating.
1: I believe that we as human beings have a tendency to want things to go our way. Right. We want the resolutions that we feel are just towards us.
0: Right. And this guy is getting mad. Apparently, he saw someone cheating, had put in a ticket, and was told he needed to just report them using the automated system. Now, if you see someone cheating, do you need a personal response from somebody? Like, that's his problem. Like, he feels like he needed someone to come back and say, which is what a ticket does, say, like, oh, I see your problem. I fixed your problem as opposed to what actually happens, you send in your report, they do their investigation, but the results that has nothing to do with you.
1: Now on some of those occasions I have reported people for cheating in a bots or whatnot and I have gotten a personal response back. But not all the time. I just when I submit a report like that, I don't it's gone. It's out of my control now.
0: Exactly. They might follow up with you to, you know, thank you or to let you know it happens, but they can't always do that. And this person is complaining that they're not getting support. Because they're putting in a ticket for things that don't need a ticket.
1: Understood, yeah. And you're right. They, they expect an immediate response. And what's happening is that's getting
0: dismissed. Cause it's not they're expecting Batman.
1: Yeah, they
0: want t- Batman to show up, squash the bad guys, come back to them and say, like, we have banned that player. Thank you. I'm Batman. Yes. You can't say it like that. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what about William Shatner dying llama? Go.
0: No. <laughs> Dying cheap, anyways.
1: Well, and the i and sheep are pretty close. I don't think so. <laughs> Another thing to remember is you can be persistent to a degree. Sometimes a proper resolution does take more than one ticket or more than one follow-up. You know, there's a lot of times that email thread was, you know, do you consider this issue closed? Right? No, no, I don't. Let's continue working on this a little bit until you do feel that it's closed. But I say persistence to a degree. Because it gets to a point where you're just nagging. And as, at that point, you're diminishing your chances of any type of successful resolution on your behalf. In customer support, one of the things that that grinds my gears is when a ticket is closed by somebody that is not closed. It is not resolved. They just close it. This ticket is closed. No, this ticket is not closed. <laughs> that, that, uh, that amps me up. Something fierce. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have to watch myself because I do, at that point in time...
0: Get passive-aggressive?
1: No, very aggressive. Aggressive, aggressive? (laughs) Aggressive-aggressive? Aggressive-aggressive at that point. So I do have to keep my emotions in check on there. And I kind of, in my mind, I should be putting all these things we just talked about. Because this just, like you said, isn't just wow. This is proper resolution to any kind of conflict. Exactly. Stick to the facts. Remain calm. Be precise. Use evidence. Use a positive tone. Don't expect immediate results and be persistent to a degree. So there you have it. You know, there are tech support nightmare forums and subreddits and bulletin boards. Well, that kind of goes back. <laughs> Dating myself there a little. But I think if everybody just followed that those simple guidelines, things would be a whole lot better. <laughs> the WoW movie will be bad and players should feel bad.
0: You know, there's a lot of articles that are being written about the upcoming WoW movie. There's a movie? (laughs) Speculating what it will be like. Is it going to live up to the hype? Is it going to satisfy all our hopes and dreams? We don't know yet. But there's one article that just didn't quite sit right with me. And uh, I just want to talk about it for a little bit. And the premise of the article is that hardcore WoW players will not be able to enjoy the movie. That we'll be too hardcore to be able to enjoy this movie. Too
1: hardcore. Too hardcore. We're going to be pointing out every single flaw.
0: A couple of their reasons they listed are that we know too many details about spells, armor, etc. And we want to see every detail be correct.
1: An issue that I have with that is that spell detail, we'll say. That differs on, your, on everybody's computer based on their, their settings. You know how much spell detail do you have on your on your graphic settings?
0: No, I don't. I don't think he's meaning graphically. I think oh. he's meaning like details about um, does the mage use frost armor? Oh. Can you know what characters have what abilities? All this stuff, like all the details that go into the game. Okay, are they going to get them exactly right in the movie? He
1: can't wear mail.
0: Right. Why is that Right. Yeah. That mage casted a frostbolt with less than two seconds in between. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And I'm making them up off the top of my head, but he is uh, assuming that we're going to be too caught up in details about um, spells, like all the nerd stuff. We're going to nerd out too hard.
1: So he thinks people are going to be there sim-crafting the movie. Yes. With stopwatches. <laughs> Something like that.
0: <laughs> of course... As wild players, you've already pointed out that their shoulder armor isn't nearly big enough.
1: No, it can no. never be big enough. No, but we we
0: get that, and yeah. we know
1: that, we understand that, it's right? A, it's, and that's okay because we kind of like to see their faces. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine like a shot from the side of a guy, and he's got a shoulder armor? Like, I can't. You is he, is he talking? I hear his voice, but I can't see his <laughs> face. Is what's going on? And he like stretches and knocks himself out. <laughs>
0: Right, this author also theorizes what looks awesome in the game will look bizarre in the movie.
1: Yeah, well, shoulder armor being that large would look a little bizarre and would be...
0: Sure, but he's also saying like some of the creatures, some of the, um, the way that we imagine the races to be, it might look kind of weird when you see them on screen. Well, How does
1: he get around the fact that in WoW bosses change sizes?
0: Like if you go to fight Edwin Van Cleef, he's like twelve feet tall, so that the players can easily see him. Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it?
1: No, and it's the same here with with in The last one, he's huge. Yeah, and then wasn't
0: Garrosh like thirty feet or something ridiculous? Yeah, yeah.
1: Or then Deathwing. When you fought Deathwing in Cataclysm, he changed sizes like six times over the course of Dragon Soul. (laughs) You're like, what's going? I, I was on your back. And we fought on your back, and now your claws are ginormous, and I have to jump around to each of your nails. <laughs> but we're okay with that.
0: Yeah. All right, next thing they say is that the storyline will have to be modified to make sense to the mainstream.
1: As you and I have already said, it's a, it's the story of Exodus. It's a biblical story. Well, sure. Moses. is Just to be yeah. counting it. Thrall is Moses. We know that. And they've already taken liberties from that story, so.
0: Right. I mean, I'm expecting that to some degree, to be honest with you. Every time I uh, read a book first and then watch the movie, I regret it. Because they always have to condense uh, the storyline or change it to something that just means something different to make sense to, you know, an hour and a half worth of material.
1: Yeah. I mean, you read Harry Potter first and then you watch the movies and there are people who have pets that shouldn't have that pet. No. No. Yeah, you know, well, that or or a candy that or jumping frog that was supposed to be Hermione's and Ron had it in the movie or so, it drove my son crazy the first <laughs> time we watched the movies. He just he's like, that's not how it goes, because he'd read the books like three or four times before we sure. actually saw the movie, and so his world was like shattered when he saw it. So there might be some of that. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say that the, that the article is all negative because that might be a positive. So you gotta go. Oh, well, that's not. And this is where. The folks who aren't that hugely into lore, that won't matter. That's true. But people who are just absolute lore nerds, that might, you know, sting a little.
0: But the last point just really kind of got to me. He says that hardcore Warcraft players will not enjoy the movie because they do not have control over how the story ends. Unlike in the game, they're reduced to passive watchers instead of active participants. All right, so first of all, I'm just going to assume that this person is not saying that we are going to be mad that we're watching a movie instead of playing a game. (laughs) All right. That cannot be his point, so I'm going to assume that's not his point, okay? I'm going to assume that he is making this point as in we play Warcraft, it is a role-playing game. And that theoretically we decide where to go and what to do. And he's saying we're watching a movie and maybe the characters in the movie are doing something our character wouldn't do. But for them to say that, obviously that I think they're basing that off other type of games. Maybe some that have a little stronger decision-making mechanic.
1: I just had this vision when you were talking about that. It just jumped in my head. Okay. Of... Some way, some form of audience participation, (laughs) and then we all wipe, (laughs) (laughs) and we have to go out of the theater, Uh outside, come back into the theater, get back into our seats, get all comfortable, they rewind the film, (laughs) (laughs) and then we pick it up from the the boss fight again. That would be
0: interesting. (laughs) We'll have to wait for that to come on DVD. We'll have to do some sort of at-home game with it.
1: Well they have that like those D V D games, you remember like the CNIT games and they have a lot of D V D games and yeah. the pauses and the buttons and all this
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, clearly this person doesn't really play well WoW because when you think about it, we don't have that much control. You know, do we have control over how the story ends? Each expansion.
1: Yeah, I would argue that we don't.
0: Right. Do we decide whether or not Garrosh died or whether or not he'd be taken to trial? No, At the end of uh, Mr. Pandaria. No, we
1: got interrupted by a cinematic with a panda.
0: Exactly. That was uh that was the leader's decision. So there's no decision making in the storyline. Is the story even about us?
1: Again, I, I you know, I would have to say we are we're we're mere adventurers. Mere adventurers in this world that right. is happening around us. The story that unfolds that we are part of, but it's not about us
0: right i
1: I would say we have an active role in the story but no matter what we do the story is going to unfold in a specific way
0: exactly and if you look at the lore behind some of the major fights the major bosses that are being defeated if you look at how they get defeated a lot of them it's not even us that are doing the killing blow uh you know i mentioned Garrosh. You know, Mr. Pandaria, it was Thrall was about to kill him. Varian interrupted him. Uh, and then later, um, when Garrosh died, we were just watching. That was Thrall. We didn't participate in that at all. We helped get Thrall there.
1: Did we? Well, yeah, we oh, had, had the whole instance. Yeah, we, yeah, we helped get there.
0: him there. We, we participated. But when you ask who killed Garrosh, it's going to be Thrall. It's going to be Thrall. It's not us. Spoiler. You know, who killed Deathwing?
1: Well, we were there on the platforms, right? And uh, we had that raid, and you had to kill the fingernails and deal with that. But right, then we, we all got imbued with the power of the. A- no, we did, but then Thrall got imbued with all the power of the aspects.
0: Oh, that's true. But the savior for that fight was the dragon aspect, right? Because they... they
1: unleashed all their power in the and he was able to blah, 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 exactly yeah, channel they it all.
0: Sacrifice their immortality. To defeat Deathwing, and that is how the storyline goes.
1: Yeah, their eyes changed colors. in the right, right, right. They like
0: they lost their flame. Yeah, great yeah. cinematic. Oh, I know. Uh, look at the Lich King fight. You know, we all died. Oh, spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> Just full of it. And uh, that was <laughs> look. It's I think I think the window has passed.
1: That still stung when uh, demonic Rick told me that because I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> He just unleashed it on me, Frank.
0: Well he didn't want you to freak out and try to release or something like that. Yeah, I guess. But um no, like you you are dead. Lich King is about to raise you as undead, just be part of his army. And uh Tyrion Fordling is the one who steps in and saves the day.
1: Bust out of that ice and
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: It's all up in in the Lich King's face.
0: Now that's not to say that there are not fights where we are not the participants, we're not the ones that deliver the final blow. But any of the books that you read, any of the lore, um, all the storyline ever says is things like champions, a group of adventurers, um, What other phrases they say to basically mean the same thing? Basically, we are we're nameless. And it doesn't matter if you're playing uh, as a monk. You know, as a mage, whatever, it doesn't matter your particular class. It doesn't matter your particular race. In the big scheme of things, you are just a group of adventurers. Or a single adventurer, depending on if you're doing a quest or not. So when you're watching the movie, you can see, you know, a dwarf with a bow. And you go like, oh, that's me. You know, or I'll see a little goblin female with a big korhan pet. And be like, oh, that's me. Probably won't see that, but I don't think they're doing goblins. But uh, the point is, like, it's going to be minor characters who don't have dialogue that you're going to relate to when you're watching the movie.
1: That's an interesting uh, take on that, because I hadn't really considered that. I mean, I've, I'm looking forward to seeing what's in the background, what's going on and everything, but I hadn't really considered that there might be a character in the background that I relate to. That's a very interesting uh, outtake there. I'm oh, definitely looking forward I to guess. it. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned a really good point. I mean, this author of this article is is dooming the the movie, uh, saying that you know we don't get to have a active role in the movie. Well, I don't know what movies this guy is going to <laughs> that you have active <laughs> roles in the movie, uh, but we don't have active roles in the books. No, nope. the
0: books do really really well. Yeah, like I said, like the books, maybe every once in a while will refer to a handful of adventures or... Oh, Christy
1: Golden does a fantastic job of including, because you feel that touch. You're right,
0: like, you do. You're like, ah, that was me. Yeah. Yeah. I did that.
1: And then you go get the mana bomb in the game as a gift. And you're like, that's kind of morbid. <laughs> <laughs> I have a toy of something that took out an entire city. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like getting a toy airplane after 9-11. It is. Too
1: soon, <laughs> Freckleface.
0: Too soon. Same effect.
1: And I don't know if what story we are going to be treated to is actually, I don't know if we've played through that as content in World of Warcraft.
0: Not World of Warcraft, but I don't remember what storylines are covered in Warcraft 1, 2, or 3. I know there's a lot of stuff that takes place before World of Warcraft. That was in those other games I'm a little fuzzy on. Yeah, so the
1: story might be there. Yeah. I mean, well, there's already stuff we know that, that can't be done that's in the movie that cannot be done in the game. That's, that's just going to happen. It's cool. Like, that dude jumps off the cliff and lands on his mount.
0: Right, yeah. And
1: flies away. And we know that's not in the game. We know that'd be really cool if it was, and it's not. And everyone's just like, oh, that is so cool.
0: Or basically anybody, you know, fighting while they're on a mount. Well, you, you can't can. just swing a sword and you're on a horse.
1: There are a couple of mm, places you can do that. Okay, right?
0: there's like two places.
1: I think Trial of the- Somebody, Channel of Champions, you can kind of do that. What one, do you other, mean, Crusader? one of them you can yeah, do. Argent some... cause okay, it's, Argent. It's yeah, Argent Tournament, because it's
0: vehicle combat, yeah. so you're on a specific vehicle, like you're on uh, a tournament horse. Right, then... But you, as a warlock, you can't just be riding down your dread oh, steed and Cheryl. just shoot off a,
1: a... I wish that was in the game. I know.
0: But well, it... you know you're going to see that in the movie. People are going to be like, you can't fight well <laughs> mounted. Grizzly Hills.
1: You get on that horse with Bud. Fight off zombies or something like that.
0: Yeah, but again, you're on a particular vehicle. Yeah, you're it's not, not yours mounted. It's You can't
1: control it. I get right. you. I get you. So
0: if they're going to be realistic and they need to see people coming into battle, jumping after their horse, and their horse disappearing, obviously.
1: Well, if it's going to be realistic, there's going to be a guy in the background who's just like cycling through mounts and showing it <laughs> off, and he's just going poof, <laughs> poof, 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 you know, all over it. <laughs>
0: And then you see somebody running, and they come up to a tree, and they don't stop running. They're just kind of like <laughs> doing the motions, but like they're they're up against a tree, and they just kind of like scoot sideways and keep running forward yeah. again. Yeah.
1: And then someone goes, keyboard turner! <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> now, Frank, we've kind of put this article uh, to the vote of the masses, and uh, a lot of people pretty much said the same thing. And the general consensus, which is, you know, nutshell it here, was that uh, the author is not a gamer, doesn't play well, and um, kind of treats the audience that he's writing to uh, with a little bit of disrespect. Like, we wouldn't know the difference between a movie, a game, or any other type of media.
0: So, uh, not a winner. That's what you're saying. Not a winner. No.
1: I I don't know how you found this article. I mean, you asked me how I found mine. I have Google Alerts. (laughs) Oh, okay, well. There you go.
0: <laughs> That's the best Sh- showed answer. showed up in my inbox. I don't know.
1: <laughs> if you are interested in the article, link it is going to be over on our website, over to hearthcast.com, underneath this uh, show, episode number 306. So just go over to Hearthcast, you'll get the link there. So you think you know, wow, Think you're good enough to challenge Freckleface or myself? Freckleface, you want to challenge her? No. At a game of AOE? (laughs) (laughs) Then do so. Let us know. We've got a little bit of a backlog that we're working through. Uh, But it's a cool game that we play here. Just for playing, you're going to get six months of Curse Premium. And if you do win against Freckleface, uh, then uh, we'll give you some, uh, I think it's three months of loot crate we're going to throw you away as well. So it's not a bad deal for winning against Freckleface uh, when you play Hearthcast AOE against Freckleface. So if you want more information on that, just hit us up on the Twitters, and we'll be sure to get that information over to you so you can play AOE against Freckleface.
0: Dumb things our tunes do when mind-controlled.
1: All right, so Freck, I need, I need to set the stage. Okay. Do you mind if I, if I do that? Uh, go ahead. So on a weekly basis, I go into a place you don't set foot into anymore face. That would be Tempest Keep.
0: Oh, I don't need to. Right,
1: no, thank you.
0: Because I already have Ashes Lore. Yes, you do. And I got it my second time in there.
1: <laughs> Hello, wound <laughs> meat salt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in Tempest Keep. Go through there, wipe out all the trash. Go up to Kalithos and start to fight him. And the fight, Freck, is pretty easy. know, he calls out all his servants there, the four people around him. You fight them one by one. You fight them all together. You fight all their weapons. You fight all this stuff, and then you fight him. By the way, he's a giant one, too, of himself. And usually it's a pretty quick fight because he just dies fast, but for whatever reason, I didn't kill him fast enough, and I had my Voidwalker out, and Kael'thas decided to mind control me.
0: To attack your Voidwalker? Yeah. Okay.
1: So now me and the Voidwalker are going at it. I thought we were buds.
0: <laughs> well, I guess he thought you were too, but you're the one started hitting him. I,
1: you know, it's probably true. Yeah. And so we're fighting it out, we're duking it out, there's absolutely nothing I can do. Kael'thas is slowly dying because I'd already put some dots on him. So he's like, he's on his way down. He's got like no health left. My Voidwalker is beating me up, and I'm doing some pretty good damage on the Voidwalker as well, even though I'm not in control of myself. <laughs> and you know, at the end of that fight, there's like, it can launch you to the ceiling? Yes. So I get launched. Now, usually you're in control of yourself, and you can do something to try to mitigate that damage. Not when you're mind controlled, Brick. So Kael'thas is dead. My pet is dead. I'm launching the air with like a smidgen of health left. I'm like, this is, what's going to ha-? I fall, I die. Run all the way back in and get nothing from Kael'thas. <laughs> but as I'm fighting, when I'm under Kael'thas's mind control and I'm fighting my Voidwalker here, I'm doing some dumb stuff. I'm setting up demonic circles. I'm setting up demonic gateways. I'm <laughs> trying to summon a pet. I soul-sown myself. <laughs>
0: Like a companion pet or one of your uh, warlock pets? One of my
1: warlocks, I guess it was, yeah, because one of my warlock pets, because I, I started doing that thing, and my warlock, <laughs> and my void walker's like, pow, and interrupting me. <laughs> Jeez, what's going on? I summoned my my hobgoblin, my pack hobgoblin, what? my banker.
0: What's he going to do? I,
1: I don't know. And I was a little concerned because I was mind controlled at the time, and I'm like, uh-huh. Kalthos, you got your money. You don't need, <laughs> <laughs> leave mine alone. <laughs> <laughs> little yeah a little concerning you know i'm like identity theft identity theft you know <laughs> life lock help me out here and i just number one it's been forever since i've been mind controlled i even had the the staff and was using the staff of don't mind control me
0: didn't work didn't work that well, flies
1: well no i think it only works against his little his captains or whatever oh, around him yeah probably but it got me kind of thinking and remembering back at the times in boss fights where i've been mind controlled and some of the silly stuff that toons do when we are mind-controlled by a boss because we don't always do things we as players would do. So naturally, I asked all of you if you had any experiences with that, and this is what some of you had to say.
0: Kristen Marcus says, pops every major cooldown for me in just a few seconds and wastes my DPS.
1: Jay says, my warlock enjoys killing raid members with no remorse. Chaos bolts. Chaos bolts everywhere.
0: Kyla says, yeah, my hunter literally tries to kill the healer immediately, every time. I'm sitting there in vent screaming, CC me! Yeah, Blizz can play my hunter better than me and does a ton of damage in those few seconds.
1: Devon says it pops my legendary ring and makes everybody mad at me.
0: Steffy says, my hunter always feigned death. I hate that.
1: Crystal says, my squishy priest always seems to make a beeline for the tank who, of course, one shots me down.
0: Charlie says, during Yogg progression, my warrior always went straight for the same Resto Druid every time I got mine control.
1: Bethann says, my Shami almost always casts Reincarnate and it's not always a bad thing, but sometimes it wrecks my rotation.
0: Zachary says, uses Army of the Dead every single time.
1: Cody says, recklessness and Bladestorm all the time.
0: Justin says, my priest uses mass to spell dispersion every time.
1: Amanda chimes in and says, my hunter runs around punching people. Never mind the bow, I guess.
0: <laughs> Jeff says, I'm a boomkin. I turn into a kitty and swat at people.
1: And Annalise ends us up by saying that she's a Resto Druid and goes into bear form. <laughs> See, this is not stuff we do. Now, a couple uh, of people are like, no, I actually do better DPS when I'm mind controlled. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny, though. You know, I can't remember the last time I've been mind-controlled. I know you asked me this earlier, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really have a good answer.
1: <laughs> I was just glad that I'm not the only one.
0: No. Because
1: <laughs> I sat there, and I think you and I were, were on Discord talking, and I was like, I just got my – why am I doing this? <laughs> why am I setting up to gateways in the a fight? <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I soul-stoned myself. Great. Now I can't do that to anybody else for ten minutes. Wait, be... weren't you solo? Well, I was, but I just in general, oh. you know, because I've been in other times when in, in a group fight when you do the same thing, <laughs> you get mind controlled and let me sort of put them on a gateway. <laughs> you
0: know, like, <laughs> what? you guys need to travel from here to there? <laughs> that's right.
1: My theory is that it is using uh, stuff that you've got on your on your menu bar. Oh, that's what I think. Because why else would you summon a pack hobgoblin? <laughs> it's on my menu bar.
0: Oh sure. Yeah. Why else
1: do that? So I you should I,
0: experiment. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, I don't like being mind controlled though. Are
0: <laughs> well, you going to go back to Tempest Keep? Aren't yeah. You? Thanks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have Ashes oh, of Valar yet, do you? <laughs> it's been what? How many times? Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop. No, you won't. No, for now, for tonight. <laughs> this episode.
1: I learned a lesson very early on in my WoW career. I was on a uh, on a boat leaving, I believe, pretty sure as Booty Bay. And a priest dueled me. And I said, I can take a priest. <laughs> Mind controlled me and I walked off the ship and I drowned. <laughs>
0: Oh, they won that duel? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I
1: think the ship, like, phased out before, you know? right, and, and you I'm know. like, fatigue, fatigue, turn around. I'm like, oh, man.
0: I'm sure he knew somewhere that he won that duel, though. Oh, uh, you probably yeah. laughed for a week. He's probably still <laughs> telling that story. This new warlock came up to me. <laughs> he
1: accepted my duel, and I mind-controlled him right off the ship. <laughs> good times, Fred, good times.
0: Hey, folks, if you want to show your support for our show, you can use our Amazon link as you're out shopping. All you have to do is just type in hearthcast.com slash Amazon. It'll take you to the homepage. Everything works as normal. We just get a little bit back from that.
1: If you want to do us another favor, folks, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. That helps us know how we're doing, and it also helps other people who might be interested in the show to you know realize if it's going to be a show for them or not. And if you kind of really do like the show, let your friends know about it, too. Because, you know, if you like something, they're sure to like it, too. I want to give a shout-out to Korova there over on Twitter. Give us some uh, podcast birthday celebration. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, we want to thank you for your kind words. It uh, really makes our day.
1: I also want to thank everybody who participated in the question that we asked about... Uh, Silly stuff your character's doing, the mind controlled. Some very good answers there. All of our friends on Facebook and our followers on Twitter, we thank you so much for that. It does make our days go by so much faster. And as we close this show, we want to thank you for listening.
0: We'd love to hear your questions, comments, or any other feedback.
1: Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastprec and at HearthCastRoot, or just head on over to our HearthCast Facebook page.
0: You can support HearthCast by using our Amazon link at hearthcast.com slash Amazon.
1: You can save $3 off your Loot Crate by visiting lootcrate.com forward slash HearthCast and using the offer code HEARTHCAST at checkout.
0: Our Patreon page can be found at patreon.com slash E-I-P-S.
1: And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically.
0: Please visit hearthcast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more.
1: Until next time, this has
0: been Root. And Freckleface.
1: This podcast is part of the D20 Grid Network.